Hi, welcome to Bite Science Bible Studies. I'm Luke Gradeless, and this is where we spend just a few minutes together in God's Word. Let it activate our minds, touch our hearts, and start to transform our souls. We're in Acts chapter 20, and uh, we're looking at a passage that I think is very... Uh, it always touches my heart. Um, I think it's a good reminder for believers when it comes to what this journey is that we have with the Lord. And that a lot of what we get... A lot of the benefit, the gift, is something that comes from a spiritual place. And that does not always show itself in the materialism of the world. right? So as a believer, you can have this unbelievably blessed, abundant life that God has given you. And a lot of that blessedness and abundance is in here. And it's reflected in what you know is up there. But it's not necessarily always showing itself here on this earth with our eyes and with what we can touch and what we can see. And I think in Acts chapter 20, verse 17, you, you hear Paul talk a little bit to this. And so in, in Acts chapter 20, verse 17, we, we have these words from Paul. From Miletus, he sent to Ephesus and called for the elders of the church. And when they had come to him, he said to them, You know from the first day that I came into Asia, in what manner I always lived among you, serving the Lord with all humility, with many tears and trials, which happened to me by the plotting of the Jews. How I kept back nothing that was helpful, but proclaimed it to you and taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying to Jews and also to Greeks, repentance towards God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. And see now I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me. But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. I'll be real when I read this, it just, it, uh, it puts, it puts me to shame. It puts me to shame about how caught up you can get in this earth on earthly comfort, materialism, uh, the, the things of this culture. And when you read these passage, this passage here, and these, these, these words that God speaks through Paul, you are just, at least for me, I, I, I'm an awestruck by the passion that he has, the focus he has on the mission, and his willingness to be a true servant that says, God, I give to you all I have and all I am. These are all things in your hands. Use me. Use me for the kingdom. I mean, when you look at what he says here, he says, you know, you guys have known me. You've seen my tears. You've seen me through trials. You, you know how things have come in my life, but you know I've never held anything back. You know, everything to me has been about testifying to all people, whether Jews or Gentiles, faith in God and faith towards Jesus Christ. And he tells them that he knows the mission that the Holy Spirit that God has for him, which is to go to Jerusalem. And he's not sure exactly what's going to happen there, but here's what he also knows. Just as strongly as he knows that God is calling him there, he's also just as strongly convicted that there is trouble there. There's tribulation there. There's pain. There's hurt there. And what I love about Paul 
is knowing that guaranteed there's pain there, he's still going to go. He's still going to go because he knows what is right and he knows what his God is asking him to do. And I love how in, in, in 24 he talks of this, but none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy. What's he say there? None of these things move him. And so I think that's a big thing. He's not saying that this doesn't stress him. He's not saying it doesn't worry him. He's not saying that maybe there's not a tinge of fear there. What he's saying is, I know God's calling me here. I'm going to go here. And yes, I know hard things are coming. I know painful things are coming. I know my death probably awaits me. And yes, there is a weight to those things. But in comparison to the conviction I have for the mission that God has given me, that tribulation doesn't move me. Right? It's not that it doesn't exist. It exists. But it's not enough to move him. He knows where he has to go and he is going. The fear of this world and what the world will try to bring to his feet is not enough to shake him from the conviction that he has in Jesus Christ, in the Holy Spirit, in God the Father, that he needs to go to Jerusalem to accomplish his mission. None of these things move me. And why? Because he doesn't count his life dear to himself. See, brothers and sisters, this is one of the beautiful things people don't get about being a servant of God's when you have the mindset that I've already given my life to God. Everything I have, everything I am, I've given it to him. In that case, what you realize is, I have nothing to lose. This isn't mine, right? My wife's not mine. My kids aren't mine. This house isn't mine. My life's not mine. All these things are God's. I've given them all to him. They are all instruments in his hand. And nobody can take them from him unless he has finished his purpose with them. And it's easy to say that. It is so easy to say that. It is so hard to mean that and to live that. But that's where Paul's at. Paul's sitting here going, I don't count my life dear to myself. This isn't my life to lose. My life is dead and gone. My life was the life in sin. My life was the one where I was my God. I was leading myself. And that life has passed away. And the blood of Jesus Christ washed me clear of that sin. And the Spirit of God gave me new life. And in this new life, it's not mine, it's his. It's his. And it's not mine. He can do with it as he pleases. So I have nothing to lose here. I have nothing to lose. There's this fearlessness in him. And so what is his one focus, his one desire? If there's anything he, he does fear, it's that he won't finish his race, right? Because he says, I do not count my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy. Right? And so for him, this race, which he elaborates and says, my ministry, which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel, the grace of God. That's his focus in life. Where does his joy come from? My joy comes from doing the will of my father. It's the words Jesus used. Paul is reflecting Jesus. That Jesus said, what is my food? My food is do the will of my Father. And what does Paul say? My joy is to finish this race. This race which is my mission. 
See, what Paul convicts me here of, that God convicts me through Paul, is that mission we have to be a powerful instrument in the hand of God, that is the greatest passion of our lives, or it should be. The thing that we should care most in this life is, is not about anything we have on our wish list or about anything we want to accomplish for ourselves. The thing that we should care about most is I have to finish the race I have to keep the faith. I have to do what God has asked me to do. And, and I just am moved by the way Paul is convicted here. He knows the path ahead is difficult. He knows it will be painful and hard, but he's not going to stop. And frankly, brothers and sisters, we need more of that in the church. A lot of us, we want the easy path. We want comfort. And... Sometimes even when we feel convicted that we have to have a fight or that we have to stand our ground or that we got to dig in for the word, we, we too easily give up because we know it will be uncomfortable. But we have to be willing to push that uncomfortableness aside and say, that will not move me. I know it's there. I don't like it. I wish it wasn't there. But it will not move me from the path that God has laid out for us. And so brothers and sisters, I encourage you to think about that. What is the path that God has given you? What direction are you to move in? And do you have the conviction in yourself and in him that you will not let those things move you from that path? I hope you know that. I hope you have that strength. I hope you have that passion. And if you don't, my 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 encouragement to you is go to the Lord and pray for he will give it to you. He will show it to you. Thanks for spending a few minutes with us tonight. I hope you have a great day. I hope God uses you greatly. I hope you're staying safe. I hope you're staying sane. And we will see you soon. May God bless you.